Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, and I am your host. I am so very, very happy to be here, and I'm so glad that you stepped in today to talk with us. And we're grateful for the opportunity to be able to do that. I'm very happy uh, to have in studio with us, kind of, I guess, as a fill-in for Mark today, a little bit, kind of. Uh, Mark Griffith is out of of, out of town uh, helping his daughter who's in college in Jackson. And so we have no co-host today, but our special guest is more than enough. We have a great guest in studio with us, and that is Terry Adams with Terry Adams Law Firm, also owner of Admiral Title with his beautiful and awesome wife, Phyllis Burnett. Thank you so much, Terry, for coming in. So glad to be here, Kevin. Absolutely. Well, and it's been really nice catching up with Terry before the show. Um, wish we were able to do that more. Um, it's just great to have you as a partner um, and, and on behalf of Mortgage Investors Group and the Housing Hour, and I know Mark, thank you so much for just the loyalty and, and being dedicated to the housing hour and for always being there for us. Um, we couldn't be more grateful. Well, it's a great program. We're, yeah. we're happy to be part of it. Wow. That's awesome. And, um, for those of you who are just now tuning in, maybe, uh, you were not a housing hour listener. Um, and now all, all of a sudden at three o'clock here on Saturday, you're hearing my voice. My name's Kevin Ray and I work at mortgage investors group. Mortgage investors group is, um, the company who is the main sponsor of this show and puts this show on for you. And you can reach us at any time um, by going to MIGonline.com. You can reach us also by phone, 1-800-489-8910. So this may be the first time that you have heard of the Housing Hour if you're new and listening in. And we are so thankful that you have stopped in. But another uh, important sponsor of this show is Admiral Title and Terry Adams Law Firm. So in studio with us, of course, we have Terry. And I just want you guys to know a little bit just what they do and what they offer because it's, in, it's an important service for us in the real estate industry. Number one, um, I originated loans uh, at Mortgage Investors Group for many years, and the only place that I would ever trust my clients to go and close was Admiral Title. Because I knew, number one, that they were going to get the job done the correct way. Number two, that they were going to have my back and make sure that everything was going to go smoothly. And I, I used to always compare it to when somebody's running the 400-meter relay. And that baton handoff on the anchor run is so vitally important. And when I handed it off to Phyllis and Terry and the team, they then took it to the finish line. And they were the, the, the best at finishing. You know, the Hassan Bolt or whatever his name is, but not the one that was using drugs. Remember, he just lost one of his gold medals. I'm talking about the real deal, but they would do a great job finishing um, for us. Um, and, and also, in addition to that, and I'm going to let Terry talk as well, of course, but he also has Terry Adams Law Firm. And it's great because it ha- he has an incomplete suite of legal services. So well, tell me a little bit, actually, what it is that you guys do. Yeah, uh, you know, the Adams Law Firm is a full service law practice. Uh, we do just about everything uh, under the sun except for uh, bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. We refer those those cases out. Um, but we have just a great group of, of attorneys. We have uh, Mario Acevedo, who uh, practices criminal and family law, and he's fantastic. We have Patrick Dotson, 
in the office who uh, does a, a wonderful job with personal injury cases. He's actually uh, worked for insurance companies for almost 20 years, and now he uh, represents uh the consumers now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're injured in a car accident or anything like that, and you, you don't want to go to one of the people who uh, advertise on television, you have a real legitimate uh, mm-hmm. personal injury lawyer that can help you that understands the, uh, what, what the insurance company's thinking. Um, you know, we also have Kevin Tonkin, who is a fantastic, uh, intelligent business and, and, uh, and estate planning attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Prince is in my Nashville office. He has a, uh, LLM and intellectual property and, uh, and helps us represent singers, songwriters and entertainers in Nashville, as well as, uh, forming business entities and doing trademarks and patents and all, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not doing the NFL, um, thing anymore, are you? No, no. Uh, I, uh, I retired my NFL agent's license in 2011. That's too much. You, it's just those prima donnas. It's hard to deal with some of those folks. You know, the, the thing about it is, uh, that, that was after the lockout and, um, I, there's there's some fundamental problems uh, with NFL Players Association and how much they're committed to actually helping their members. Mm. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I didn't want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like uh, you know my conversations with leadership in the union uh, had to do with making sure that uh, the players were protected and that the union was doing what a union should do, mm-hmm. which ultimately is protect the health and safety and welfare of their members. And, and to be honest with you, I was told that they would do what the members said that they wanted them to do. And if it, and they didn't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, I, I think that's problematic. I think it's mm-hmm. very problematic when you deal with, with an organization that, yeah. that the entire membership is, is, uh, you know, 22 year old to, to 32 right. year old people may or may not have the full education because they might have left early to go to the NFL. Maybe they don't have the business sense that someone like yourself could come in with. So yeah, that could be problematic. Well, I'm glad you're out of that because now you can focus on the things that here in East Tennessee, I know that there are a lot of legal issues that come up that people might not even realize that they need the assistance of an attorney. And that could be as simple as estate planning. Mm-hmm. You know, you were so kind to Pam and I, um, and I believe uh, your uh, stepdaughter Jessica was one of our witnesses, which is going yeah. back a long time. Um, but it feels so good. We have this little black book, and it's in a folder that you gave us. And it was wonderful because every time we go out of, ta- out of town, we have our will in there. We have the uh, business cards of the people that we would need. We have everything that we need right there. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to have guardianship of our kids. If God forbid we were to perish state planning, come on, call, call Chuck, call Kevin Tonkin, call Terry Adams law firm. That's one of a variety of services that you offer. Um, and then also you spoke about when we were in the hall about corporate corporate law. Yes. yes. So just hypothetically, if there's businesses that are maybe not facing, let's, they're not facing like a criminal situation, but there's so many corporate laws that they have to understand. Would you be there sort of as an intermediary or a a facilitator of helping businesses get off the ground and understand where, what ramifications and what consequences for certain actions are? Absolutely. If you're, if you're starting a business or you, uh, you currently have a business, I mean, we're, we're the firm for you. Um, many, many years ago, we, um, started the, the, uh, Center for Entrepreneurship at uh, Adams Law Firm, mm-hmm. and we since then we we have represented hundreds and hundreds of, of new businesses and old businesses alike. Uh, you know, I, I like to say that 
we're in-house counsel for people who can't have in-house counsel. Mm-hmm. So if you're a small business and you can't afford a full-time uh, attorney on staff, we're your guy. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my clients have my cell phone numbers. They can call me anytime. So whether you need to sue somebody or whether you're getting sued, whether you're starting a new enterprise and you need to know what the best entity is for you to select, whether it be a partnership, a corporation or an LLC, uh, you come to talk to us and, and we uh, put all the, the pieces of the puzzle out on the table and we put it together. Perfect for you. Yeah. And, and folks, if you're, you know, if you're one of the people out there that think, well, I'll just, um, you know, I'll just go online and research it, or I'll go to a website and try to put in the information and folks listen, there is nothing better than having someone that you can talk with that you can actually, um, give you, give them what the circumstances are, have them be available to you. And then if you need to come into the office and sit face to face, by golly, that's how it that's how it works. You've got a great office right down off of Walker Springs next to Shoney's, which I'm sure you go to the big boy breakfast all the time. <laughs> um, you don't look like you need that, but it's, it's just a great thing because that's what MIG, that's one of our big things. Hey, we want you to be able to come in and speak with us. And I'm sure you encourage your clients to come in and have mm-hmm. chats with them. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's hugely important for you to be proactive with your legal issues. Mm-hmm. The, the people spend a lot more money dealing with things that they procrastinated on mm-hmm. than they do when they're then they're proactive i mean you know if if you die without a will intestate your estate's going to pay for it now mm-hmm. you might not care because you won't be around but most people your do family. care about their family most people do uh, a lot of people who go online and form some kind of corporate entity will come to us and find out years later after it's cost them tons and tons of money that they picked the wrong entity the tax consequences were really bad for them and they're not protected like they thought they were. Mm, yeah. Well, and taxes can be extremely difficult. You can't overcome that. If you, if you are going to run a business, you need to be set up in such a way that you're going to maximize your profits. And if you're in a new business, then you have startup costs that you need to understand all of those things. And I love that you guys have that. And I'm sure you have CPAs that you could, you know, recommend and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people who are in corporate accounting that you guys I'm sure have relationships with and, and that's, what's important guys. And, and then also, uh, in the last 30 seconds here, not that Admiral isn't vitally important. We spoke about them, but if you're a real estate agent or you're a loan officer, or if you're someone buying a, a property cash, or if you need a whole host of other issues that things that title companies do, Admiral Title is the best place. And I'm going to put our your, their information up on our website, and we'll Great. give it again here in just a moment. But, guys, stick around with us right after these messages. We'll be right back. So just dance, 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 Ooh, it's something magical. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. You can contact them at 1-800-489-8910. Also, MIGonline.com. Um, this is a great time right here, getting not too far close to spring. It's time to get starting to get pre-qualified. Um, there is definitely going to be a surge. I would say, in my opinion, Terry, I don't know what you think, this is going to probably be the biggest spring for home purchases that we've ever seen. It's probably since 2005. 
Yeah, so. I think that's correct. I think yeah. all the all the markers are pointing in that direction. Yeah. Um, you know, last year was the the best year maybe ever mm-hmm. in the in the state of Tennessee. Nashville uh, it was the number one growing city in in the country, and and Knoxville was in the top ten. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing, and and we live uh, you know here in East Tennessee. In some ways, we we live in a bubble that's uh, you know slightly mm-hmm. resistant to uh, you know large fluctuations uh, in the market, and you know so so we've maintained a lot of strength. We've maintained uh, you know some uh, some of the inventory that mm-hmm. other cities don't have to continue the growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still do need more inventory, but you're yeah. right; it's better than most. It is. I mean, it, yeah. you know, if you want a house right now, you can go buy one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not living in a world where you're uh, driving through the neighborhoods and there's not a for sale. Sign. Yeah. And also people that are, have thought about selling, um, and they were disillusioned in the past. I mean, this is a time if they want to put their house in the market, they need to do that. And you can certainly reach out to us and we'll, we'll connect you with the right person. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And now I did see where governor Haslam has, um, put a, uh, I guess a transportation ban on seven states that they can't um, immigrate into Tennessee. Did I understand that correctly? Governor Haslam. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But because we have such a great situation here in Tennessee, we yeah. don't want, but well, actually that's a good segue into what's happening. Of course, you may be podcasting this on Saturday, um, this or later. Um, we're, we're recording earlier in the week. And of course, there's going to be a Supreme Court nominated uh, person tonight at eight o'clock. So we're, we're, we're recording this a little earlier in the week. Um, and who knows what's going to be going on Saturday? You know, we could have a ton of other things going. But before we get into the, the to the meat of what I wanted to talk about with the immigration, because I know you, you, you ran for Senate. You actually were maybe a thousand votes away from winning the, the a lot less than that, less than that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it less than that? Yeah. Um, to run against Lamar Alexander. And I hope that maybe in your future again, some sort of, maybe we can talk about your political future. But, um, you know, first thing that I want to know is, is a, um, executive order a legal, legally binding document yeah the the answer to that's yes i mean so when a president takes over uh, as as the chief executive officer of the executive branch of government they have by act of congress by the constitution uh, certain leeway to run the executive branch the way that they see fit and that's that's when executive orders are used. Uh, we've seen executive orders uh, for for decades and decades and decades um, from presidents. Now, some of the controversy that has gone on uh, with uh, President Obama and with President Trump is the problem when an executive order overreaches into uh, the the realms of either the judicial branch or Congress. Mm. And that's when it is not lawful. A, a executive order would be unlawful if it impeded or infringed upon uh, the rights, duties, and obligation under the Constitution of the United States of the Congress or the judicial branch. Okay, so the president has constitutional authority to issue an executive order, which is legally binding and has to be followed like law. It's written into the books, into the register, just like any other law, yeah, right? It's, it's more like a regulation than it is a law. I mean, okay. it's, uh, it, it but does, can people be prosecuted for not following it. No, 
Oh, okay. No, you you can't there, you can't be uh, prosecuted criminally. But you can be fired. <laughs> you can definitely be fired, as we know. And uh, and uh, if you've uh, watched Donald Trump over the last ten years on his television yeah. show, you uh, realize that can, he is not afraid just, to fire yeah, somebody. Me and my wife, this is so funny. Not it's not funny, but we were in our kitchen last night, and I, I was explaining to her what had just happened, and I said that you know the acting attorney general did not want to defend the executive order because she felt that there were legal issues with the order. Mm -hmm. And I said, so Donald Trump decided to not keep around. And so he ended up and she looked at me and she said, he's fired. She's fired. fired. (laughs) That was what it was. But, um, the other thing that I was thinking about, so the president does have, um, one of the things that he's required to do is to protect Americans from foreign terrorists Right. That's supposedly that's one of the I think that's one of the reasons why he feels he has the authority to do that. If you read the executive order, the first thing he talks about is preventing, you know, a 9-11 from happening again. And he talks about um, all the things that they want to do to revise how we issue visas Mm -hmm. and all of those things. So he is feels justified in issuing this because his job is to protect the American people. Congress, on the other hand, is the one that passed the immigrate passes immigration laws, mm-hmm. right? So That's is that correct. where you're talking about the impeding and the blending and so sure forth? and and you know the uh, the ultimate uh, law of the land is the Constitution of the United States. Right. Um, so while you know we we talk about the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Mm-hmm. You know we we are supposed to live in a society where you can practice whatever religion that you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, without penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one of the, the main issues that legal scholars have uh, taken with this particular executive order is that it, it is a direct violation of the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. Um, it becomes uh, very deep, very cloudy, and very murky when you uh, go into, uh, you know, who it is that actually has uh, – protection from the constitution what what are the uh the ultimate ideas and ideals that the uh, united states should be uh living by and abiding by um but you know if you if you have a green card you are entitled to the uh the protection of the constitution of the united states okay. so that's that you know that's that, news i didn't that, that's that's where you start that's you know um and and there's plenty of argument that would say you know uh, the that people who have lived here and who've been here legally uh, are entitled to some same protections. I, I that's interesting. I didn't know that, and I know that they're working through that. So okay, you got green card folks, and they're like, wait a minute, I need to get back into the country because there was, according to um, the press secretary, there was 109 people that were detained, mm-hmm. and 109 of those people were actually let into the country. So at, at first, I'm thinking, well, I don't understand what, where the problem is, but then you start to realize these seven countries. You cannot come into the United States. There is an exception to that for secretaries of state of those countries and people who can go through that screening, whatever uh, extreme vetting. I'm not sure, but Mm -hmm. there are people going to be let in from those seven countries. But what I find interesting, Terry, and you can share your thoughts. We only have four minutes left in this segment, but we can talk about it next segment. Um, Three minutes left in this, my producer tells me. Um, Inside of his executive order, which I'm assuming this is, Actually, this is an executive order because mm-hmm. there's another whole cloud to me. It can be an executive order and then there's other things. But in this one, 
he talks about September 11th and he says, perhaps in no instant was this more apparent. He's talking about the visa issuance mm-hmm. process being a crucial role in detecting ter- who terrorists are. But he says, perhaps no instance was that more apparent than the terrorist attacks of September 11th when State Department policy prevented um, officers from properly scrutinizing the visa applications of several of the 19 foreign nationals who went on to murder nearly 3,000 Americans. Now, my question is, if that's true, and I posed this question to Halloran yesterday, mm-hmm. would that have prevented 9-11 from happening had George Bush done something similar here? And I don't know that you can answer yes because Saudi Arabia is where a lot of those people came from. No, I, th- I think you have to answer no. I, I think yeah. that this particular executive executive okay. order would not have prevented 9-11 right. um, because they all the terrorists came from, from Saudi Arabia and Egypt. And they're not and, in the seven-person band, the seven-country right, band. Right, they, they've not been affected at all. Um, and and one of the things that has uh, gotten people's ire and uh, and and fear is that Donald Trump has a lot of uh, business dealings and assets in Saudi Arabia and Egypt. So were they left out because he didn't want to upset his business partners? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the answer to that question, but I, but I know that 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 can cause the appearance of impropriety. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, appearance. Yes. Yeah. To to me, you, you now we're not we're not going to keep out the people who actually knocked our buildings down and murdered our people and murdered right. our citizens. Right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Right. I, I, who are who are you trying to protect? I, right. I, you know, no, yeah. no, there's nobody from the Sudan who's ever committed a terrorist attack. Right. Well, on, and, 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 on and American so soil. Obviously, we're in a very con- conservative country here. So, in 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 the defense, I guess, somewhat of the presidential action. Um, these six, seven countries were identified by the Obama administration. That's not to say that that wasn't maybe um, had the appearance also of impropriety, impropriety yeah. because of assets that the United States has. So I think you could probably um, layer that same prism of glass over both. So anyway, this is great to talk about because this is what people are talking about. And again, this is Saturday. We recorded this a little earlier. I'm so excited to find out what happens this weekend because it's it's like a reality TV show, right? Oh, it is. And they're going to probably have a camera in the White House for us over with. Anyway, we'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am here. I'm hosting the show by myself today because our uh, co-host, Mark Griffith, is there's an empty chair over there and an empty mic because he's doing what good fathers do. He's helping his daughter um, with something. So we're, we're just thankful, though, for the opportunity to be able to come in and speak with you and hopefully share some important information that might be able to help you throughout your day. And we have in studio Terry Adams, uh, owner of Terry Adams Law Firm, also Admiral Title. Uh, with his wife, Phyllis Burnett, and we spoke in the first segment uh, more about what it is they do. So we'd love for you to podcast this, share this with friends and family. Um, And then also, they're just incredible sponsors of our show, have been here with us from the beginning, and we're thankful for the opportunity to serve them, and um, and their partnership is very important to us. Um, And you can find their information on our website, uh, thehousinghour.com. That's where you can find all of the information about 
um, our sponsors, but there's just a treasure trove of information right there. It's the mothership that holds all data. Um, we have um, shows going back to 2011. We've had Senator Corker, Senator Lamar Alexander. We've had uh, Congressman uh, Jimmy Duncan. Um, we have had Eric Ainge, now Terry Adams, Butch Jones. We've had a lot of great guests, um, and we're thankful for those folks, and we hope to have many more. Um, Terry, we were talking in the previous uh, segment about what's happening in our world. This is really un- unprecedented, all the different things. I mean, he fired the attorney general, the acting attorney general, mm-hmm. and he re- repealed and replaced her, I guess you would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we now have this other gentleman who, in his statement last night, um, basically he said that, yes, this w- I believe that what he did was lawful, the executive order. Now you have Congress the or the um, confirmation hearings. I just heard just not too two or three minutes before I came on air that they are absolutely requiring for the attorney general um, in waiting sessions to answer the question. Do you think that this is lawful? Does he have to answer that in a confirmation? This isn't something that he has to rule on. He's the attorney general. Well, or does he? I, I mean, mean I, I will tell I you know. this, that, that, uh, that Jeff Sessions asked the same question to this uh, particular person when she was getting uh, vetted, um, I think if you want to be approved by the Senate, mm-hmm. you're going to have to answer the question. Um, I believe he can get approved with without any Democratic votes. Yeah. So, um, you know, just answer the question. I mean, right. to me, uh, and this is the first time. I know time, how you attorneys are, too. You could answer it without actually answering it. No, but, you, <laughs> but tell the truth. You know, I mean, like, in, in my opinion, on, on something like this, if you're sitting in front of the United States Senate under uh, uh, penalty of perjury and you raise your right hand, you just tell the truth, you know, mm-hmm. and because the American people – those senators who are uh, who are voting on this deserve to know, and mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter to me either way. Whatever he says, I mean, you know, I, I got a sense of what he what he's going to say because my sense is he he probably had something <laughs> he to agree, do with he the, agrees with it. I yeah, can assure you, yeah. Um, but but just tell the truth, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think the integrity of the executive branch is ever so important. And so, you know, telling the truth and being forthright is as important as anything as the attorney general of the United States can do and the president of the United States and his, and his press secretary. You know, the, the um, person who uh, was relieved of her duties, Mrs. Yates, um, she went to college down in um, Georgia. She mm-hmm. graduated from law school there. She's not a politician. She is, um, you know, she took an oath of, to, of office. Mm-hmm. You know, she... You know, in, in what she did was something, I don't know whether it was unprecedented or not. I mean, Sessions wasn't approved yet. I'm sorry. So she was doing exactly what you said. Now, whether me, Kevin Ray, agrees with any of this or not is irrelevant. But what is relevant is that um, the Trump uh, administration said that she, I think, was a disgrace to the justice. Or no, it was, I can't remember the exact. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that was, I think, a little uncalled for. He shouldn't say that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. the fact of the matter is, if, if you if you defy the uh, the will of the president, there is a chance that you're going to get fired. I think she knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think General Yates knew exactly what she was doing. I think that uh, 
that she had analyzed the situation and and you know did her due diligence. I mean, mm-hmm. she you know her job is uh, you know to give the best advice that you possibly can uh, to the executive and um, and to enforce the laws that are that are lawful and enforce uh, orders that are lawful. But uh, if she thought that they weren't, she should uh, definitely not do so. And, and she, you know, will have to pay the consequences, which she has. Yeah. And that's uh, that's to be fired. Yeah. Um, the, Betrayed. That was the word they used. Yeah. And I, and I just uh, she she worked for uh, George W. Bush. She mm-hmm. worked for Obama. She's she's a nonpartisan. She's extraordinarily intelligent. Obviously. Tough. Yeah. Um, very, very tough lady. Yeah. Um, and. So, I wouldn't uh, want to be prosecuted by her. <laughs> if you got prosecuted by her, you go to jail. <laughs> I can right. just tell you, you know, like, no matter who your criminal defense lawyer is, you're going to jail. That's right. Now, I want to make sure that I, I'm clear on my opinion. I'm no, I'm not pro Trump and I'm not pro Obama. I, I'm trying to just talk about facts here, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because I think that truth has really been lost in life. You know, facts mm-hmm. have just been some somehow sw- swept under the rug and. You know, the fake news. It, it is true. I mean, and I think that, that CNN is guilty of it, and I think Fox News is guilty of it. I think that the Drudge Report simply sweeps up the non-news into his site, so he's a part of it also, right? Yeah. Um, it's really hard for me. That's why I like Twitter so much sometimes, because it does come to you unfiltered from the source, even though that might not be truth either, but at least you know what that individual is saying, whether that be President Obama, Hillary Clinton, um, you know, President Trump, or any other person that has taken an oath of office. At least you know what they're saying, and it's not being filtered, because I read sites all the time, and it depends on the adjectives and the verbs that they use on how to describe a set of what they call facts. You know what I mean? But I do want to make this clear, though, also, nor... Terry, and you can speak for yourself, but I don't think you're saying this either. Neither one of us are suggesting that what happened last night was anything like the Saturday massacre that occurred whenever we had Nixon fire his attorney general because he was prosecuting the Watergate case. These are completely separate types of issues. I'm not suggesting that what Donald Trump did last night rose to that level. You know what I mean? Because... He, he was being investigated and he was impeding an investigation that was from his party and ultimately he was responsible for it. So, so it is unprecedented though. It's very, very unprecedented. And the fact that it was done, I just I, hasn't happened since Nixon. Yeah. And, and I think that you're, you're right. I mean, when you start, uh, you know, lo- looking at the facts of the two, um, you know, you're talking about somebody that was in a temporary position anyway. Right. Um, and I think I think we have to as uh, any anybody in leadership uh, needs to, to take a step back and to really start focusing more on objective facts. Um, to, Not alternative facts. No, no. And, and the thing, you know, those are that's silliness. There's no such thing as alternative <laughs> facts. They're called lies. And um you know what we have to do though is is we have to take a second and and step back and say you know what what's the truth of the matter and 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 we're not doing it enough and mm-hmm. and you know unfortunately i think you know a a big part of our population both on the right and the left are being played for suckers uh by uh, the mass media by internet media uh, e- even in the world of of google land where we pay pay per click you know, if if I can just get you to go and read something that reinforces your own echo chamber that you're living in, um, then I make money. 
Right. And that's why that's that's why these fake news sites come up, and that, that's why all the, all of these uh, issues have uh, become so caustic. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, in in my opinion, you know, like whether you're liberal or conservative, Democrat, Republican, I mean, we're all Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't need to be uh, you know at each other's throats. We need to be like coming together and figuring out how we can uh, come up with solutions mm-hmm. that will make our world a better place. Because yeah. guess what, we're we're in a global economic war whether or not you believe it and it's with china and it's with russia and they don't have our best interest in mind yeah i'm telling you no that's true that's true mortgage investors group has your best interest in mind i can <laughs> promise you that but no i was thinking about um and we really have very short period of time in this segment and we'll, we'll continue on i'm here with terry adams from terry adams law firm um ran for uh senate a couple of hundred votes well let's call it from being able to run against lamar alexander Probably would have given him an incredible run for his money. But anyway, um, last night, President Donald Trump, in response to Chuck Schumer's tears, uh, talking about that that the Statue of Liberty is looking down upon us, he came out last night. Did you hear what he said? I saw. I mean, he said, this is what he said. He said, I noticed Chuck Schumer yesterday with fake tears, Trump told reporters at a listening session with business leaders in the White House on Monday. I'm going to ask him who his acting coach is because I know him. He added, I don't see him as a crier. If he is, he's a different man. There's about a 5% chance it was real, but I think those were fake tears. I don't know what president in our history would ever have come out and say that. But it's galvanizing the base of the Republican Party. I can promise you that. And it's working. It's working. So anyway, we'll continue this conversation right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray here. Go to thehousinghour.com, learn more about our guest, Terry Adams. Um, you can also visit migonline.com. That is the website of the sponsor of this show, Mortgage Investors Group. We'd love to connect with you. We have offices from the Tri-Cities all the way to Memphis and everywhere in between. And we've just opened up a new office we're totally excited about in Clarksville, which is very exciting. Um, We're very happy about that. And, you know, Clarksville, you have Fort Campbell, which is actually in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. But guess where everybody lives? Oh, in in Tennessee. And why is that? That's right. Because Tennessee is the greatest state in the union. (laughs) (laughs) That and there's no income tax. There's no state income tax. I guess Kentucky had. I did not know that. Um, But Tennessee is awesome. You talked about us being in a bubble. We very much are. Other than our cost uh, to fly out of McGee Tyson, that's the only negative I would say that we have here. And I wish that they would hear me. And I don't understand why it's so expensive. I have to fl- I have to drive to Chattanooga or Nashville or Atlanta to get out of here and, and spend the appropriate amount of money. Um, and I apologize, McGee Tyson, but hey, it's truth. We're talking about truth. This is truth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so... Anyway, we've talked about a host of different topics, and we uh, Terry, we have Terry Adams here. Um, Terry, uh, are you going to get back into politics? What are your thoughts? What are you, what are you now, doing? I, you know, but my, my plans are, are to do what's best for my community in any way that I possibly can. I, um, I'm so not, yes. Yes, I'm not <laughs> seeking to run for anything, right. um, uh, but, I, but I do think that uh, there are leaders that, that 
need and deserve our support. I think there are organizations uh, that are that are working very hard for people who are in need in our community that need mm-hmm. and deserve our support. And uh, so, so I work with those organizations and um, and you know do what I can to help. I love that you fired back up your Facebook page and you began, I guess, talking more. Uh, you had quite a following on Facebook during your campaign. Yeah. And so that's a, it's a great platform to be able to share your thoughts and your views. Um, how do you think mayor Rojero's done because she's sort of a local politician? Yeah. Somebody that, do you think she's done a pretty good job? I, I think if, if you talk to anybody left or right, mm-hmm. they will say that they were so pleasantly surprised at how unbelievably capable mm-hmm. she is and her understanding, you know, there there was some in the business community, some people that that worried about how how she would deal with uh, like business issues and and her understanding of it. She has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, her her reelection was just, you know, I mean, right. no, nobody nobody even wanted any because she right. when you're doing such a good job, uh, you know, people. Uh, pay attention and I, I think she's doing a fantastic job and and i hope that she continues to do so and uh, continues to grow knoxville and mm-hmm. uh, and be a good good uh, representative i mean you know a latina mm-hmm. female in knoxville tennessee uh, is not what most people <laughs> right. think is going to be the mayor and uh, to be somebody who understands both uh, you know the the people who work in business and the people who own the businesses um, it's, it's an unusual uh, combination and she's done a good job. I don't know if you read, uh, I'm kind of switching gears here, but I remember when we first um, inaugurated Trump and I thought it was extremely gracious of mayor O'Hara to light the bridge up with red, white, and blue in celebration of the transfer of power mm-hmm. and showing respect to the office of presidency. I doubt very seriously that Mayor O'Hara and President Trump have a ton of things in common mm-hmm. other than maybe that they're human beings. <laughs> but, you know, I thought that was very gracious of her to do that. Well, and I think, you know, something that we need to remember, I mean, I spent eight years in the United States military and I've saluted a lot of, uh, a lot of people and a lot of uh, things along the way. But, um, you know, what you're taught in boot camp from day one is uh you know you're not saluting the person you're you're saluting the office mm-hmm. and uh and we need to make sure that we remember that the office of the presidency of the United States and the uh you know the office of the commander in chief is deserving of respect even when you totally disagree with what that person does or you know if you if you happen completely. to disagree with you know one individual issue that's one of I, I really appreciate you saying that because on Facebook, I get so tired of people name calling and being disrespectful and you can have a dissenting view on something and not really spoil your, um, your platform because of your foul language and your inappropriate terminology. There's a way about going to do and, and, and letting your voice be heard. It doesn't have to be nasty and mean spirited. Um, you know, we, we can take the higher road if you have a dissenting view, you know, if you don't believe in some of the things that are happening, well, that's fine. There's an avenue for that, right? That's what America is all about. Sure. And the, and the uh, free flow of ideas is what the, makes this country great. You know, the, I think one of the problems that we have today, though, is that people want to say that you're an idiot if you don't agree with them oh. or that you're less than a mm. human being or that you're awful. And, you know, that that is not what made america great that mm-hmm. that is not how we got to where we are we i mean our our country i mean in in the good old days uh, the 
Democrats and Republicans on the House floor would fight like cats and dogs, and then they would go share a cocktail together and play golf. And, yeah, and yeah. and uh, you know, in in my opinion, we we're, we're we're never going to have a functional government as long as one side believes that the other side is wrong and evil and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've, you, you have, and I, and I think part of the, the biggest problem with it is, is the gerrymandering of congressional districts in the United States has really caused this issue because you, you, oh, you, yes. you, you don't, you don't have an opportunity for people in the middle and you don't have to, and you don't have to put yourself out there uh, to, to come to some kind of compromise to like find mm-hmm. uh, common ground or even have politicians who may agree with both sides a little bit here and there. And it's funny to me because, you know, like you said, I, I ran for Senate. I, you know, I put 75,000 miles on a uh, F-150 mm. during the during the race. And, I mean, I talked with tens of thousands of people. And of all those people, I never met anybody who agreed 100% with one side or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are people. That's and, right. And they, they look at things... And they, they see, you know, their, the world through their point of view, through their eyes, through right. their own experience, from the experience that they, where they grew up in. Um, and the, the media and social media and the rest of the world has gotten to the point where uh, they, they've just pushed everybody to opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. in some uh, kind of like gladiator fight, you know, the animal versus, uh, I mean, you know, let's, let's yeah. watch the elephant and the tiger, like rip each other apart. Right. And, uh, and we, politics shouldn't be a blood sport. We can't have it go through that type of um, filter and cycle because um, I agree with you. And you look at even within your own families, you know, there's people that disagree, but that doesn't mean that you can't come around the Thanksgiving dinner table and have a great meal, share that we're all Americans, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, there's some things in, in, in list list, we'll have three minutes left, but, but this is a perfect example of, of what I'm talking about. You have in a home that might be liberal, you believe a lot of times that a woman has the right to choose what she does with her body. Right. And then, but you might have somebody in that family that just doesn't agree with that. And they see things differently. Their, their perspective is different. They, they believe that the life of that 10 week old baby is truly just that. And that nobody other than God has the right to remove that. Okay. Hey, I'm sorry, but those are two very extreme different opinions but that doesn't make the other person a bad person or that doesn't make the other person non-Christian if they are Christian or non-Muslim if they are Muslim or non-Buddhist or non-Jewish, whatever. It just means that's their feelings. That's their, their perspective. It's not my right to, to condemn someone for having a different opinion than I do because throughout our lives, people are going to disagree with us. And we're not going to be able to sit up in our with our diapers on in our high chair with our gavel and try to knock people down. We have to have a community. That's how America was, was born. I mean, if you look back all the way, if you read what Mark wrote in the maiden voyage and you look at what exactly happened on that boat that landed in Plymouth on Plymouth rock and the, the papers that were written, it was about camaraderie and it was about being one people. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. And I, you know, that, and we've, we've moved so far away from it, you know, le- less than a half percent of the population uh, will ever serve in the United States military in any way, shape or form or mm-hmm. give any other sort of pro- public service. 
um, you know, I think if we move uh, towards getting people indoctrinated in, into being Americans together um, with some type of public service, some of these things uh, will be better for future generations. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're coming to the end of our show, and um, it's been very fun to to check in with you and i hope we can do this more often um and and i love hearing your perspective on things it's uh, very important to hear all sides of any issue and whether or not if you're listening that you agree with my point of view or terry's that's okay we want to hear from you if you have anything to share we'd love to hear that as well i don't want anybody to think that i don't like them or or their type of philosophy because everybody has a different point of view and i like yours terry so thank you for being our guest thank you so much to adam for being our great producer We hope Mark makes it back safely from his trip. But more importantly, we'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.